Welcome to Welcome to Acnic Commentary and today we where we use our perspective on talking about random episodes that we created in the home of anchor.fm Okay, here we go. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. Yes, SpongeBob is back with for another future-length adventure and going computer animated on his journey. But unlike the last movie where the only CGI featured was just the third act while the marketing put in away too much focus on just that part, this one is fully or at least primarily animated by computers. It's kind of like the first half of the 2000s where now even SpongeBob has to ditch 2D in order to adapt and make his movies entirely in CGI. But the biggest significance with this movie is that it will this will mark as the first major milestone for the franchise without its renowned creator, Steven Hillenburg. Technically, the project was announced a few years before he passed away, but what makes this movie so notable in SpongeBob's history is that this will be the transition that will bring audiences to the world of a post-Hillenburg SpongeBob, and even now, I still don't think many are ready for that but now that spongebob and patrick are out to save gary will the previous title be correct that this is a wonderful sponge or should we instead run from the sponge let's find out the story before i begin i just want to clarify that yes you may notice that there are some prim- prominent watermarks oh okay that's because I'm marking the review. These are only clips available that I could work with, so hope you don't mind. What about that one? Yeah, that one doesn't come off. I tried. Anyways, unlike the previous times where the crappy patty secret formula being stolen played an essential role, this is mainly about Gary being stolen, and it's up to SpongeBob and Patrick to go save him. I know some Spongebob fans will immediately call out the comparisons to previous episodes like Have You Seen the Snail, along with other noticeable links throughout the future. But then again, Sponge Out of Water also had those types of similarities to older episodes, yet still came out pretty well. So it's not a problem that it's recycling plot lines from the series. However, what does make it a problem is how they use those plot lines in the future, and this is where Sponge on the Run falls flat in comparison to its predecessors. I don't want to say that this is awful, but the biggest issue is that it doesn't feel like a legitimate movie in terms of story. This just feels like a regular episode of the show, but just extended to around 90 minutes, and given a much bigger budget. And boy, do some scenes feel like they're extended, dragging on and on and on and on for a simple point that could have easily conveyed in just seconds. Like, did it really need those musical moments, or did a or whole dream sequence just to say SpongeBob and Patrick should have some courage? And, and there's nothing conceptually that feels like it merits to have its own movie. I mean, this is about SpongeBob and Patrick going to Atlantic City to confront King Poseidon to save Gary at most. It sounds like an idea that could be worth its own half-hour special, but far from the kind that could earn an engagement of the previous films. As a result, it feels like its purpose to exist is less because it had a great idea for another movie. 
and more because executives demanded that. And it should exist, and thus feeling like a filmmaker's had a hard time figuring out what to do for the next future. That the, that and there was some instances they flashbacked Spongebob's childhood where he would first meet characters like Patrick Sandy and Squid. Admittedly, those scenes alone are cute and even touching, but it's hard to ignore the fact that their mentions are just sent just to set up, promote the Camp Coral spin-off series. I mean, what's what's that? But again, this does not say that this is all bad as it feels like an extended episode. It does have some of the charm off the regular Spongebob episode, like, like the heart and the humor. And it's not really laugh-out-loud funny, but can provide some chuckles from the per-character's personality and the unexpectedly random moments in a way there's nothing really wrong with the story. Maybe it's predictable at times, but as Spon but for a Spongebob episode, it's fine, and it gets the job done to be mildly enjoyable. But also, that's the problem with this film. The story is fine for an episode, but not for a movie. The animation. The animation, while the story doesn't merit to be presented as a full-on feature film at least, the animation goes above and beyond what Nickelodeon usually put out on television. There's no 2D style straight from the show that's all swapped out to present the world of Bikini Bottom completely in CGI. The biggest goal for the visuals is to perfectly recreate the style of the series in a way to literally give out a new dimension to the place and the characters that we all know and love. Yes, this was already done in the third act of Sponge Out of Water, but this one decidedly decided to do something a little more different while the character designs stay true to the series. Now, their looks include more texture to give them a lot of additional detail and make the movie more refined as the computer animated feature. However, this can be a bit of a double-edged sword. There are some characters that do benefit with more textures instead of flat colors so that they could believably have more depth in their style. But there are others where they may have too much detail and can be a bit uncomfortable to look at, especially with Sandy where her fur makes her stand from the rest like a sore thumb. As for the character animation, they are still as comedically expressive as they were in the show, which gives the animators a lot to play with. But they also have that lower frame rate in the style of the Peanuts movie, and to this and into the Spider Verse, which gives a bit of a television feel to the look of the picture. In this case, that's perfect since this is a SpongeBob movie after all, and it immediately, ultimately, ultimately makes it look like one of those their spot motion specials. I mean, think about that. I mean, and then. Okay, never mind. Oh, sh and then there are some backgrounds which deliver some something familiar and unique on one hand. It does feature a lot of the series aesthetics beyond immediately imitating the loose art style, like the fact that it's a, this is a very colorful movie. And at best, it makes it very pleasing to look at. On the other hand, the future does provide some nicely built and immersive environments like Atlantic City, which at this Las Vegas style flashy city filled with rides and casinos and 
Camp Coral as a more natural, kid-friendly camping area with plenty of activities and special little places to keep them occupied. Not to mention, as tradition with these Spongebob movies, it does feature some blend of CG with live action, like with the dream sequence and Keanu Reeves and the tumbleweed, which they actually work, especially when the live action parts can be as nonsensical as the cartoons themselves. It may be debatable if Spongebob not on the run is feature worthy, but the animation certainly deserves to be displayed in a major movie. The characters. The characters like the previous times, a major factor for audiences to see this movie is to check out their favorite characters. Come back on another major adventure. In a way, yes, they are their usual selves, but there's just something about this movie where their charm isn't as effective as the previous times. Maybe it's because the story led this movie to not be very engaging, but their personalities here feel less like a strong point, and more of the statement that this has very little to offer. That's fresh and new to both newcomers and longtime SpongeBob fans. SpongeBob himself is a kind-hearted goofball that loves his pet snail, Gary. Patrick is the more dim-witted best friend who wants to help Spongebob, and the rest, like Sandy, Mr. Krabs, and Squidward, are the Sponge's additional friends who later help him to get out of a tough situation. As for Plankton, the film began establishing him as the antagonist of the future, saying that he's the one who snail-napped Gary and gave him to Poseidon, which also giving Spongebob and Patrick the ride to Atlantic City, but then once they go on their road trip, Plankton's own significance in the film gets quickly thrown out, leaving questions about the process of plans remain unanswered, and just to have him be a part of the gang with Sandy the Squidward Mr. Krabs to rescue Spongebob. Technically, the most that is newly revealed about these characters is their origin story of how they all met Spongebob. And again, they're all, they are cute, there, but the attentions of those plans do remove some charm, and fans might not appreciate the way it might have contradicts may have contradicted in older episodes. Again, especially with Sandy. As for the new characters, the only significant additions are the King Poseidon, the tyrannical ruler of Atlantic City, who abuses about his looks and needs Gary to get rid of his wrinkles, and Sage the living tumbleweed with Keanu Reeves' head in it that acts like Spongebob and Patrick's spiritual guide to lead them to Gary. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, not really, because, you know, that's basically how movies, movies are. For the rest, their roles are not memorably noteworthy or add much to the picture. But I will give credit that there are some performances that are a lot fun to watch, like Danny Trejo as this evil obstacle the protagonists have to face. And of course, Keanu trying to keep his cool when guiding a couple of idiots. In fact, I'd even say the voice cast did a great job on their part as well, so there's nothing wrong with the acting in this movie, but when it comes to the materials that the characters were given for the picture, they really had little to work with. Among all of the Spongebob movies, Sponge on the Run is easily the weakest of the three. Technically, there isn't anything terrible about the film, especially when it has really nice animation that stays true to the, arts, the style of the show. Some nice heart and humor and fun performances. 
but unlike the previous two, this doesn't feel like a legitimate movie. This is just a 90-minute regular episode of the show, and also a promo for Camp Coral spin-off series, resulting this to be a lot less engaging and a lot less enjoyable than this predecessor's. I'm not saying it's not good, but it does feel disappointing that its writing can only reach the same standards as what's usually produced on television instead of aiming higher like before I can imagine people having a good time watching this. But I'd recommend for both Spongebob fans and newcomers to lower their expectations on this one. There's no rush to go check this one out, and if you do see this, treat it like one long episode rather than something like the Spongebob Squarepants movie or the Sponge Out of Water, and that way you could save yourself from possibly feeling a bit let down. You won't find this among Spongebob's lowest points in his legacy, but I think it's safe to say that Gary wasn't missing much while he was gone. So the story, I'd give it a set 5 out of 10. An animation, a 9 out of 10. The characters, a 4 out of 10. And the whole... And the whole thing, 6 out of 10. The SpongeBob SquarePants Movie I think it's safe to assume that Spongebob Squarepants is one of the very few modern cartoons that came one of the biggest animation icons in history, and Nickelodeon's greatest creation, where his fame and cultural impact can be considered on par with Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny. I've probably said this before, but almost everyone nowadays has at least one fond memory related to watching the lovable Spongebob Bikini Bottom. Even back when I was a little, when he started dominating TV with his first few seasons, I used to be a major Spongebob. I mean, my cousin used to be a fan. But concerning how much of a phenomenon the show became even back in its early days, this movie was unavoidable so much that not even that creator Steven Hillenburg himself would resist after trying for a while to say no to the idea. It was originally meant to be a grand finale for the series, like after Spongebob's biggest adventure, the show would completely be over, but but of course, that did not happen. So now that we're dip diving deep to explore Spongebob's first big screen adventure to save Bikini Bottom, will we find that this movie is as much of a treasure as Neptune's crown, or does it actually tumble around like a goofy goober? Let's find out. The Story Well, one thing for certain, the stakes were never higher at Bikini Bottom than this Spongebob and Patrick had to get the missing crown of King Neptune, save Mr. Krabs from being executed, and stop Plankton from taking over the entire town. You gotta give the filmmakers credit. They took advantage of going beyond what they usually do for this regular, their regular episodes. Really make things big for their future film. Like give a legitimate excuse as to why this story belongs on the big screen rather than just telling it on television. Okay, at least it's off to a good start with that. But what about the story itself? Was it at least told? Well, honestly... I would say more so than many other animated films of its kind. For anyone who has seen the future, it's pretty obvious that this is kind that this is the kind that does not take itself seriously at all. This is highly self-aware how dumb it is, and it completely embraces it from beginning to end. However, 
However, while it does relish on its own goofiness and deliver gag after gag after gag after gag at every second, the movie does not forget its main goal to tell the story to prevent, present SpongeBob and Patrick Stern uh, second to prove to everyone, including themselves, that they are capable of doing anything despite being labeled as kids. It's actually quite rare to see an animated comedy do something like this, especially in recent years. You see the problem with animated comedies nowadays is that they always try to sacrifice their quality of storytelling in favor of gaining their quantity of humor, which often backfires because it results in the film and has a bland and boring story with comedy. That's that best written miss with Spongebob. However, it doesn't take out anything holding on to both the storytelling and the comedy to present its adventure. It's like if a goofball is telling the story where they stay focused on what they want to do while the way they're explaining it is always silly and giving out a good laugh rather than they do so intentionally or not feedback here with or exactly. Because, you know, they do it. And the best part is that it leaves more than enough room to supply other elements like delivering some surprisingly effective action and some hard with the well-executed message of believing in yourself and staying true to who you are. Oh, and there's one more thing that it succeeds well than most other films based on TV shows. The movie is actually very welcoming to people not familiar to SpongeBob SquarePants. Right at the beginning, it quickly sets up the show's signature tone, present who some of the characters are, and explain well that's happening in Bikini Bottom. It's like if the movie tells its audience, here's who they are, here's what's happening, and here's how we're going to do it. You're cool with that. Good. Go with that. Good. Then let's do this. It may seem like it was made by a bunch of goofy kids, but rather intentional or not, these kids ended up telling an amazing story better than any adult can. The animation. As SpongeBob made the jump to the big screen, he upgraded the story to bring his audience into an incredible journey they've never experienced before in terms of the animation. Well, sorta. Okay, here's the thing. As it, as it is based on the animated series, it's no surprise that it doesn't have top hand-drawn quality. Like if it was made by Disney, the animation is still limited that displays some of that TV quality. What it does to top the series at the time is playing a lot more with the characters' expressions, often for comedic effect, and nowadays could be considered mean and worth mean worth. In fact, a good amount of the humor is visually based along with the witty writing and, and, and the absolute silliness of everything resulting in a wide variety of strong comedy throughout the future. However, despite the limited nature, the movie does not make the most out of the materials that was given. While it balances limited animation with more expressive poses and faces, it also takes advantage of the lighting and colors to set up a strong mood, especially when there's a presence of danger. As for the designs, they stay true to how they look on TV, but new elements are added to help present the kind of tone it wants to deliver, like the classic cartoon look or being an uncharted and dangerous territories. The background also function in a similar effect with plenty of details to bring in the environments to life to let them visually explain the scenario that's going on. But one of the more unique elements of the visual is in the third act when Spongebob and Patrick enter in the world of live action. Of course, 
It's impossible to imagine how these flat 2D characters could blend seamlessly in a real environment, which in this case, they don't. But that's part of the fun, which all of the unexpected twists and turn the boys get themselves into seeing them interact in the live-action setting only makes sense in the Spongebob world, which presents new scenarios where they find themselves in a human gift shop or literally fighting on a back of David Hasselhoff, plus the way the animated characters interact with the humans actually look great. It can seem absurd, sure, but the live actors do look like they are holding cartoon sea characters, while... While the visual quality may stick closer to how it is on television, at least the animation does try to elevate itself, even if it is just a little bit the characters. For their theatrical debut, many of the Bikini Bottom residents have returned to be the part of a one of the Spongebob's biggest adventures. However, only a selected few ended up having a significant role in the future. Everyone else, like Mrs. Puff and Sandy, all have their roles reduced to extras. Even Squidward's part is particularly minor, despite contributing a little bit to progress the plot. On the other hand, on the other hand characters that are involved in the movie carry a lot of the charm and even some of the heart of the film. Where it may act entirely silly, but it knows how to make the viewers emotionally invested with what they're going through. So, who would be the ones driving the movie with the paddy wagon? Well, of course, the picture starts with Spongebob, an optimistic and fun-loving sponge, and his good friend Patch, a dim-witted sea star who is Spongebob's biggest supporter, as they agreed to take the task to rescue Neptune's crown, the two experience the somewhat coming-of-age journey to discover what they are capable of everybody's been calling them kids, which restricts them from certain opportunities, like a manager position. But to save the people they love, they're ready to prove that regardless of who they are, their willingness and servants can still achieve greatness in even what's often considered to be impossible. In fact, one of the biggest reasons why Spongebob accepted this mission is to save his boss, Mr. Krabs, the money-loving head of the Krusty Krab, who's now been accused of stealing the crown, and who haven't be found in the Forbidden Shell City. But of course... But of course, we know it's not his fault. That would be the main antagonist of the feature, Plankton. He's the kind of villain that loves how evil is he is displaying of delightfully over-the-top nature. And the more his plan Z goes into effect, the more of a threat he can actually be. But with every movie based on a TV show, new characters join the journey to either help SpongeBob and Patrick or to take them down. There's King Neptune, the powerful yet self-conscious ruler of the seas that highly values his crown as it helps covers his thinning hairline. To balance his tyrannical nature, his daughter Mindy is the kind-hearted princess that wants to help the boys succeed on their journey, aiding them along the way and then there's Dennis, a cold-hearted hitman hired by Plankton to kill the main characters, and in every scene he is in, he presents how he is the toughest fish in the sea that no one should mess with. By fully presenting their unique personalities and really playing with the scenarios they've got themselves into, the movie highly succeeds in delivering the, what audiences would want the most from a SpongeBob movie. 
Let the characters be themselves and let them take over the future. Movies based on TV shows are not a rarity, but ones that are considered great and can stand very well on their own are, and this is one of them. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie is a highly enjoyable animated feature that took the beloved Sponge during the height of his popularity and elevated to become a memorial memorable adventure that both longtime fans and not fans can have a blast with. With an incredibly well-written story, charming characters, great comedy, and enjoyable animation, all one has to do with wants the film for themselves to understand how this movie played a key role in making SpongeBob cartoon icon. Like, like I said before, it doesn't really matter if you ever watch the show or not. I highly recommend checking this out if you ever need to watch a goofy comedy. Maybe, maybe this film might not be for everyone, but if you are ever in a mood for something that doesn't take itself seriously and does just needs a good dose of silliness, and this is the movie for you. Now, with their film, they can do anything. Get the crown, save the town, and earn the, the seal of approval. The story is, I, recommend, I rate the story 10 out of 10. The animation, 7 out of 10. And the characters, 9 out of 10. Well, I guess that's it then. Easy music. Heavy rock. Heavy rock. Heavy rocky. Now it feels you want with glee. It's amazingly hard to see. When it's done, you're gonna run the run. Oh no, no. Oh, I feel you with joy. It is too hard to employ. But when you go, you wanna know. Like a take me to a high space. I show you the place. I'll get out of the race and win. Hard. And now we've been together for the years, we've been apart. 
When does this become a big deal? When does everything become subtle? I can't say I didn't warn you. No, I just I said that. I could have told you that you should abort you out. But who cares about the things I've done? Who cares about who I'm the one? Use the shelf, go to sleep. I'm going super deep. But now you feel the time is rough. I don't know, it's time to love. I don't care, it's just so tough. Maybe it's not enough. What you say, I'm really unperfect. Oh yeah, I am so perfect. What you say, say though? Who cares, not even Don't open to get upset. So upset, easy man. No, you're upset. So upset, Just don't ask forever. We can spend our time together. No matter any kind of weather, cause we will get millenniums old. Thanks for listening to Acnic Commentary. Come on tomorrow or sometime at all to listen to more.